Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, guys. I didn't see you there. Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations. You did that one last time, Jess. By our donors over at Patreon. Yeah, 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 asshole. Now you get to read off who who's on our Patreon. Stephanie L, Terry Edelman, Max Lunig, Benjamin Learer, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, Melissa Goldman, Jess Lightning, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Tiskier, Colin McLeod, Fire September, Sam Bergman, Mina Maniri, Monica Thoreau, Brent Black, Haley Murray, Murray. <laughs> Murray. You're on a... And Alice in Wonderland. I think that is the worst read you have ever done of that. <laughs> but Thank these you. folks give us a little financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks such as patron-only commentaries, our episodes a day early, or even earlier, come join us over at Patreon. Alright, Andrew, are you ready to start this show? I'm ready to start this show. Let's let's get it uh, on. Let's get it on, guys. Alright. Let's get it on. I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. How are you doing today, Andrew? Well, I couldn't sleep last night, and then I woke up and I'm in this nightmare world where technology exists, and it's it's awful. Everything's awful. Oh, me too. Would you believe that? Yeah. We're talking about our tech, guys. But of course there's no coming back, no rehabilitation, no nuance, just noise and complete annihilation. The mob never forgets, the mob never forgives. Even though you don't fucking Octet is a chamber choir musical written and composed by Dave Malloy and directed by Annie Tip. The show explores addiction and nihilism within the messy context of 21st century technology, featuring a score for an a cappella chamber choir and an original libretto inspired by internet comment boards, scientific debates, religious text, and 
poetry, Octet explores addiction and nihilism within the messy context of 21st century technology. You bet it does. Now, what do you think of it? I don't know. <laughs> what? I think this is the most mixed I've ever felt on a show here. <laughs> uh, and we've been mixed on a lot of things before. Like, how does it compare to, like, something like No One Called Ahead? Things like, um, Hello Again. Those just... They either felt, like, good, but not for me, or kind of incomplete in a way. Whereas this one, it feels complete, the music is good, and I agree with some of the stuff that they're trying to say, and I understand, I think, I think I understand what they're trying to say, um, but a lot of it, I think, is really, uh, I don't agree with, is I guess the best way to say it. <laughs> I mean, I have very similar thoughts to you, which is rare, but I'd bump and say that the music is great. It's not just good. It's like fantastic. A fantastic score. I think it's very well written, but I, I, I do prefer when there's instruments. Mm -hmm. And you know the but basic premise me. of like the story, so to say, that it is where they're kind of like at a support group and they're all kind of like speaking their own stories to yeah. one another. Yeah, and each song is a different person describing what they're... Uh, well, to use their terms, their monster is, which is either an addiction to social media or usually just something to do with social media uh, or technology. Uh, I, I have a lot of issue with the way that a lot of people just attack social media. Like, do you ever see those like boomeresque images where it's like everyone's looking at their phone? It's like no one's connecting anymore. Yeah. It pisses me it's the like, fuck off. Because honestly, like, this show wouldn't exist without you and me as a connection through the internet guess, waves. Yeah. We are, and I guess we, we've never really gone into our backstory on the show, I don't think. <laughs> no. At least not in full. We have not, we have but not this given would be our. A, this is the. <laughs> This is the best time to go into it because, I mean, this whole show is about how, like, it's it's one of those uh, social media makes people disconnect sort of uh, messages. Yes. And we are in a unique position where we have never met in person. Never. And the only reason we even know each other is through social media. A hundred percent. So, 100 percent through social media. And we had known each other for almost like 10 years now, right? Yes. And I consider you one of my closer friends. Like you probably know more shit about me than most people. Yeah. So when we are listening to something like this, we may have a different perspective than someone who is just on social media talking to their real life friends, mm -hmm. um, because obviously we don't do just that. We, we literally know people on social media that we do connect with. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a little bit of a different perspective, I suppose. And I'm, you know, I'm not sure if the messaging in this is more heavy handed than he, the, the uh, writer intends because he's going to extremes. Um, like maybe this is only about people who are like super addicted to social media and it, we're not really supposed to take these messages, but the way it's written, it's, it's almost just like, attacking social media as a whole in general not just strict addicts to it it seems like it's te attacking technology as a whole um yeah yeah actually you're right it is more technology not just social i media. wouldn't even say just social media. it's attacking i don't even know i wouldn't even call them attacks even because 
this is specifically an addiction group that the framing device is. And just like any other addiction, a little bit of it is fine. But when you start overdoing it, it become and you become as reliant. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a problem. But some of these stories, I don't see it as a crazy addiction for these people. Yeah, I think there's the one song where they're talking about someone who uses their phone in bed with their spouse and they're acting like that is like an addiction and they're disconnected because of it. It sounds to me like they're using their phone in bed because they don't like each other to begin with. Um, you know, like if they're really not communicating whatsoever and all they do is stare at their phones in bed, there's probably a deeper problem than using your phone. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> Okay, well, my thought was, uh, you know, what is what am I supposed to take away from that message? Am I supposed to just think, oh, man, I, I better never use my phone in bed or else, you know, my uh, loved one will think that I am completely disconnected from them. Uh, like, like, what is the message there? You know, a lot of these come from the point of view of public figures, so to say, like, especially the one or viral sensations. Yeah, I think that's some of the some of the better stuff. In Rather this? than say the you and me's of the world that just go on there for their news and shit, I think the best songs are the the opening and the second song. I mean, I have my own disagreements there, but let's not go into the songs too much. Let me talk a little I, bit. I about... mean, message wise, <laughs> is what I meant. Mm-hmm. Let me talk a little bit about Dave Malloy, um, who go we've talked it. about a previous musical of his, which was Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of eighteen twelve. Yeah. And you like that, and I like I love that. That's one of my favorite musicals of all time. It is very good. Mm-hmm. We'll not disagree. Yes, so, but it's hard to see. And we brought up in that episode, and we're not going to go over that entire story. But a lot of social media bullshit went down that resulted in the closure of that show. Yes, and it's hard for me to not see this as a reaction from Dave Malloy of that. Of that entire situation that went down. I I would go so far as I I could not believe. Like, if he told me it was not, I don't think I'd believe him. (laughs) Right. It feels Um, like a direct response to that. Yeah. Like, it's like, all you people are just obsessed with technology and harassing people. And, geez, I'm going to write a whole thing about how bad that is. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't mean to shit on Dave Malloy, because I do think he is a genius. Like, properly also, a musical this, genius. I mean, say, we're saying whatever we want about the messaging and everything, but the, the music in this is really phenomenal, so... Yes. You know, I, I can't really critique that aspect of it at all. <laughs> I almost feel like... I don't know a good comparison for it where... The Incredibles. The Incredibles is actually a really good comparison to this. Um, I love The Incredibles. I think it is a gorgeously made film. The comedy lands well. I disagree with the message wholeheartedly. <laughs> I think the Lion King is another good example where the messaging yes. in that is awful, but the movie is good. I mean, good. I think you disagree with that, but the, I think the movie is good. <laughs> I mean, you can't shit on like the quality of the songwriting by Elton John and the animation, but the messaging and I don't much care for the story itself. But we're not talking about Lion King today. <laughs> That's our other podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that and maybe eventually we'll do the other Lion King on there. If they ever put on Disney Ugh. Plus, yeah. <laughs> they will. We know they will. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, it always bothers me. Like, there's... 
while I was at film school, there was about five films that had the exact premise of this, of technology bad. And I don't like quantifiable black and white thing bad because that just removes the nuances of it. And this tries to have the nuances of it, but it still is very much in the position of technology bad. It feels really heavy handed. I can't even really think of an example where they kind of go the other way with it. The framing device of them being at an uh, uh, basically a circle for the addicts, basically. I'm sure if we did a musical about Alcoholics Anonymous, we aren't going to think, boy, alcohol. They really they really did a number on alcohol there. Well, here's the thing, though. That framing device is it's just that it's just a framing device because those characters aren't really characters. And I think you're supposed to take them as this is society as a whole. We are the addicts, you know, I like they're all representation for different things that technology can affect. Yes. So I don't think that you can frame this as, oh, no, he's only talking about addicts. He's only talking about a specific group. Uh, This is about society. The addicts group is supposed to be society. I feel this has more to say about our society than the Joker movie. <laughs> like, I have more things I want to talk about with this than that. We live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> I hated Joker, guys. Um, stop, stop jerking it off, folks. <laughs> it's great. I like when he dances on the stairs. <laughs> to a song written by a pedophile? Yeah, I love that scene, too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I feel um, like we just have to get right into this, man. Yeah, I don't we know. do. We do. Let's just go track by track to this. I don't think there's any other way to discuss this. <laughs> Let's go. Let's dive in. First song, Him the Forest. Insomnia, depression, and the fear that I've wasted too much of myself on rapid and vapid click clicks. Isolation, anxiety, inability to assimilate with society. And the fear that the monster will find me, infect me, and blind me, butcher my heart, and distort my soul. It's starting to get to me. It's starting to get to me. Okay. I'd like to hear your interpretation before I go into mine. Oh, God. Um, I don't really have one, aside from the fact that, like, being lost in the woods is kind of being lost in technology, or at least that's what I feel the metaphor is. Maybe maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but I thought the forest represented, like, before technology, and I don't know. (laughs) This one, I don't really have a a square... This one doesn't have... Look, this is a um, song that, like, just kind of sets the thing up, and it doesn't really have a clear message for me. (laughs) Do you want to hear what the artist, because Dave Malloy, which is one of my favorite things that he does, um, he puts the lyrics up on Genius, and then he writes his own artist notes next to it. Um, He says the song was inspired by a phoneless sunset walk through a beautiful foggy park in Seattle with dancing dewdrop fairies all around. The moon was indeed in the sky, giving the song its tarot card, um, some Roman numeral number, the moon. We all start off as fools. Most much of it is dancing and finding your way back. Yeah, so my interpretation of it is the forest is without the technology, and then they sing about the monster is the addiction and everything to the technology, and they're trying to remember to go back to the forest. 
Am I am I incorrect on that? I think yeah, that pretty I think much agrees with what he's trying to say. Yeah, I agree with that entirely. Was that always your message of what you thought this song meant? Um, yes, actually. Okay, that was my original. Hit. What do you think of the song musically? I think this song is is very good and I it really sucked me in right away musically. Um and this one is not it's not quite so objectionable because you know, there probably is definitely times we should put the phone down and right. that's fine, you know? So. Read a fucking book, kids. I like this song. That's basically the message of this song. Maybe maybe we should read a book. Don't read any books. Don't read books. Books are just as bad as phone. They'll give you eye strain. And we should go back to a time before books were invented so people would stop reading them all the time. Yep. Look at Pierre. <laughs> Look at Pierre. He is just sucked into his books. He won't communicate with anyone. The books have destroyed him. Yes, and the first time he looks at someone, he cries and can't find his sleeves. Books are <laughs> awful and should not have been invented. Yes, take that, War and Peace. Next song! It was like my eyes were sewn open With a piece of electric thread Go to bed, go to bed, no, but just one more One shallow little phrase would light my brain up like a torch I became a junkie for it, digging deeper on the memes and posts To make me feel more shitty, make my shame hurt the most And I'd be like, click, swipe, fuck, click, swipe, fuck, click, swipe, fuck, click, swipe, fuck, click, click My name Refresh. Yeah. Well, I, this one I, I like a lot, actually. I like this one because it is a story song. Um, this alongside Little God, which we'll get to later, which really isn't a song, but I like it anyways. These two are my favorite parts of the story, and I know you disagree with me. But what do you think of Refresh? Well, I like this story because I, well, I mean, this one... And we're not we're not really public figures, and we've never dealt with this type of stuff. But you see no. a lot of public figures... Um, go through this Public type of shaming. thing, and I feel like this this is song is mm -hmm. this song is probably the most direct response to what happened to him. I would say yes, <laughs> and very much I, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, that's why I feel like this one is it just hits home the hardest because I think with his direct experience with what happens. Mm -hmm. In this situation, he was really able to nail it. <laughs> and it so basically what happens in the song, this woman had an incident in public. Um, 
it's called white woman goes crazy video and they don't get into specifics for very obvious reasons and Dave Malloy says that the song is based on actual internet shaming he witnessed in Twitter in 2018 or experience on Twitter in 2018 yep <laughs> um, and he even admits and it was based on his own relatively minimal but nonetheless impactful experience with myopathy and righteous internet mobs and uh, and let's be real. I mean, who has not been involved in a internet mob at some point? I mean, I I've, I've been on the train. I know you and I kind of jumped on the pro Jared train because it was fun. Yeah, and and sure, it's fun. But then you know, I I honestly I regret it. That situation was a personal situation that I I really shouldn't we shouldn't have talked about, and uh, <laughs> it's not something we should have been discussing. I and, mean, you know, I feel kind of bad about it. I still don't even know the whole story. Um, I don't know what, if anything, happened to the victims there, and I don't really want to go into it. But neither do I. But it that's was, not it saying was, that it really wasn't my place to discuss it. It wasn't our place to discuss it, and we turned something that was eventually serious into like a basically a meme. Yeah, and that happens a lot. I mean, these type of mm-hmm. things go down, and then everyone makes memes about. Man, at least I'm not as horrible as. Uh, topic of the week (laughs) and it even goes to this line in the song which is even though you don't fucking know me at all no you no you've no fucking idea what we are talking about which is basically us in any one of these mob situations we don't know the nuances behind it we know what is released to us via either twitter or anything like that and sometimes you don't even know that. Sometimes you just see the memes, so you yes. only see the very worst part. And then you're like, "Oh man, that's horrible. I'm jumping on this train." <laughs> and you and then only read the sources that you want. Um even with a lot of other internet hate mobs um that we see around like specifically a channel that might or might not be that awesome. Like, that entire situation has gone into a fucking huge mess that I don't even want to keep up with anymore. Yeah. And and that's just something we're not going to discuss here, because honestly, I don't know. I don't know the situations. I don't know any of these situations. And early days, in the the early days of Twitter, this was a lot of fun to, like, hate mob on something that was easy to hate. But now nothing is as black and white as we thought it was. Yeah. So this song in particular, I think, is incredibly relevant and is something that made me think even because, like, you know. I think we've all been involved in this, and and you when you are when you aren't the victim of it, you don't really think about it until you hear it from that perspective. That that is pretty profound, there, Mister DeWolf. We're not being very funny. We're just talking about shit now. Like we're getting real deep into this one. Well, this is a this is like okay. So I'm saying I don't agree with all the messages here, and we haven't really gotten into any of the songs that we do disagree with yet, but we will. Um, but uh. I'm not saying that the it's not thought provoking because I can disagree with something and still say that's a decent point or that's that made me think. Uh, I'm just saying I don't agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, you ready to move on to candy? I play my candy anywhere and anyhow. No one around can stop me. When I'm with candy, I don't have to think about all of the sound about me. I play in my bed from the minute that my head cycles on. On the john, take my meds in the bath, dry my hand off if it's wet. In the kitchen, on my email, someone's bitching, but I don't care. I just stare at the glare on the street, looking down at my feet. In the rain, on the train, in the crowd, in the loud, 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 candy, candy, no one's gonna bug me. Uh, this is the first one that I was like, really, we're gonna go there? Well, well, you let's give context to our audience of where you're coming from, which I think we should do more often. Um, if I've learned anything from our last week episode of Unbear, we probably should give our own context for our own experience to understand and contextualize why we feel certain ways. Yeah, that's true, because obviously we are not omnipresent. We do not have all life experiences. So we try to sympathize with all of them and not shut out them. But sometimes things might hit us differently than others, which I'm sure is going to be a lot of the reasons why we feel the way we do on here. Okay, well, I guess if you want my context, um, I mean, you probably have guessed, but I am a a gamer uh, of sorts. Yeah, I, I'm a Nazi. Sorry, a gamer. No. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but um, I've played video games for a long time, and I have met several friends playing video games. Again, met friends that I have never met in real life and have been playing games with them for about 10 years. Um, I've played games competitively, certain games, um, so I do take it pretty seriously at times. Uh and I, I don't think it has detracted from my life in any way, and it has, in fact, improved it and made me more social and more confident with myself. Um, so, of course, this is the entire the entire song here is about a person who eats Doritos and uh, doesn't go outside. <laughs> so do you want to hear Dave Malloy's context of reference for this? Um, so basically, his main reference for this is Candy Crush. Um, and how he describes it as like this addictive brain trance. And those are the kind of games I get into, like those small games, like in between shit where I just need to look at a screen for a while. He also brings up World of Warcraft, which has candy in it, um, Cookie Clicker and Universal Paperclips. Um, those are the games that he's mostly referring to. And I, I do you feel that games can be addictive, like video gaming? Um, in a way. I suppose, though the thing is, it's not it's not really like an actual addiction addiction. I don't know. It's like one of those things where you quite literally could stop and you probably would not experience any withdrawals or anything like that. But there are certain people that want to just keep playing. I guess it'd be most comparable to gambling, which there is gambling addictions, but it's not quite the same as like a substance addiction. Yeah, that's a little different. But do you remember this might be mid 2000s viral video talk? Um, the kid whose parents like deleted his World of Warcraft account and he like shoved a remote up his ass and freaked the fuck out. Um, I don't remember that, but I do. I know there is some gamer freakouts and shit. Yeah, and I feel like those are akin to unhealthy behavior from addictive habits developed from video gaming. I would, I'd like to throw out a counterpoint on that, though. I'm welcoming it. Um, okay, there's a lot of freakout videos where, like, parents destroy kids' Xbox and the kid freaks out. Um, 
Have you ever had something that you use every single day? And what would you do if someone, what like your parents just took it and destroyed it for no reason? Like, you'd probably be pretty pissed off. And if you were like a teenager, you may do something ridiculous. <laughs> so is that addiction or is that uh, invasion of privacy and uh, a right, a rightful freak out? I'm 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 indifferent. I mean, it's not like they're beating the shit out of their kids. I mean, psychology says that removal of things is healthy for like negative punishment, so to say. But it also needs to be supplemented yes. with the addition of things. Yeah. And a lot of parents don't do that. They just take stuff away and that's it. Or they just beat the shit out of their kids. Yeah. Which is like, technically a positive punishment. That's it's it's giving a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> It, that is that is not good either. Um, positive punishment. Uh, <laughs> um, so he does add a little disclaimer in his notes. He says he loves video game, both are as mindless entertainment and as high art. There are a few games that would count among the most profound and moving pieces of storytelling I've ever experienced with no ability to immerse you in a narrative that no other art form can match. Um... Everything that are breathtakingly beautiful and meditative use the medium to explore consciousness, spirituality, and metaphysics in deeply sophisticated and profound ways. But yeah, video games can also have addictions and that people live literally died from playing them too much. So I, I like that he's written these notes on here to like add some contextualization for it. But also I preferred if those, that contextualization was actually in the songs and the material given. Yeah. So the contextualization there makes me be like, yeah, I, I agree with that. Definitely there are people that take video games way too far. And there are basement dwellers who eat Doritos all day and, and play video games. And, and that is a real thing. Um, but at the same time, in the song here, none of that is mentioned. All And, and you know, stuff like, uh, I know that candy rots my teeth. I thought it was a phase is that that made me when I was listening to the song, I was like, oh, so video games are a thing for kids, you think, and he should have stopped playing them at some point. Is that what you're trying to say? Like, <laughs> I think he was more referring to like a physical phase more than like an actual I'm growing up to get out of it. It's more like the withdrawals of like having candy or something like the sugar rush or was more how I interpreted yeah. that line. I guess, I, you know. There's just a lot of media that critiques video games because boomers hate video games. So this song just <laughs> okay, reminded me of all that. Yeah, I mean, no, really, though, like how many times have you seen boomers make some stupid comment about we're back in my day. Kids didn't play video games. They play with their dicks and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah, so. So when you write an entire song about that and you don't include any of the nuance and it's from a perspective of someone who is completely addicted to it, um, you know, especially in the context of the previous song where it is meant to be taken pretty literally, uh, I thought that this was also meant to be taken pretty literally. Uh, so that's, you know, put it in the song. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that would ruin, that would, uh, ruin the lyrics, I suppose, because you'd have to... There's no room in a song to do that type of thing. I appreciate that he uh, he mentions that in his comments, though. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that he makes these comments, because if you are going to make these lofty statements, you might as well, you know, contextualize them a bit. Yeah. Okay. Song-wise, though, this is a really fun song. It's a very, oh, no, it uh, is great. And very fun. 
It feels like candy. Uh, so like the word candy and the sounds that you hear from it, it fits so well. Yeah, this song is a bop. So if you're going to listen to one of the songs and you want to get something that's going to give you some high energy, this is a good one to start with. It's a good workout <laughs> song. Let me say that. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. She would scream, I wish she would break down on the bed. I wish we would fight, tear at our hair, but the bits and bites dissolve in the night. It would be alright. What if you just missed something? What if you let something go just for the night? Would that be alright? Oh, I swear it'd be the same. They're all just motes of dust. We are all motes of dust. Nothing is as vital as it seems. Tragedies, catastrophes, nightmares, horrors, heartbreaks, extremes. All these suffering souls that you cannot control. And you invite them on and on. Let's talk about Glow. This one, I was like, I'm kind of mixed on. I don't really know. I'd like, to, I'd like to hear what he, what he has to say. It seems to me like it's um, saying that couples using their phones in bed is, is making them disconnect. Yes, but, and this is one of the big ones that I disagree with, but I've also heard contrary arguments. He doesn't have much to say about this song and recontextualizing it, which kind of bothers me. Mostly what he has to say is, yeah, um, the glow from phones is fucking up our brain and sucking out our melatonin. And he just mostly provided like a link to it. 
like the scientific yeah. study of that which yeah i get which is why i turned my um phone to the brownish kind of tint like yeah and literally speaking that is true um you know people probably are having more trouble sleeping because using your phone that close to going to bed can cause problems but that's not what the rest of the song is about um the rest mm-hmm. of the song is about someone complaining that their husband like doesn't love them anymore or some shit <laughs> mhm but it's mostly like there's other lines like all of my dreams have been stolen, which is just saying that the glow is fucking up our sleep circulation. Therefore, we're not sleeping properly because we're staring at phones all day. Yeah, I'm not in love with this song. I don't any means. like what it's saying, but I can't disagree with the actual context, if that makes sense. How do you mean? Um... Like, I agree, like, yeah, the way our phones are made is probably fucking up our brains. But also, it is not detaching me away from the people emotionally. Yeah, I mean, there probably is situations where that is the case, but I feel like if your phone is causing this much problems, and I think I already said it earlier, it's probably not the phone. There's probably something wrong in your relationship, (laughs) you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but sometimes I get busy, and when I'm out with my girlfriend, I just stare at my phone sometimes because I'm trying to put out about nine other fires. She's like, y- you know, may- maybe you could talk to me for a couple minutes before you pull out that shit. Yeah, and that's a discussion to have. Right. But I'm sure, which... it's, happened, I'm sure it's happened the other way around, too, where she takes out her phone and you're like, <laughs> oh, shoot, well, like, it happens to everybody. It's in people the world have, we live people in. People have lives... People have lives. Things happen. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's about... Yeah, I don't know. I think I think what I don't like about this one is it is, it, is incredibly uh, exaggerating the problem, I'd say. It exaggerates the issue to an extent where it's not really relatable. Like, this whole song is like she's absolutely breaking down about the fact that he was looking at his phone in bed and it's like yeah this is a little far i think we could have been a little more nuanced on this one (laughs) (laughs) which yeah that's fair What do you think of Fugue State, and what do you think it's trying to say? Uh, I, honestly, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I might have have no idea. idea. It's just, uh, 
I have a black JPEG. I have it saved to my desktop. When I'm feeling bad, I take the black JPEG and upload it to my avatar's profile picture. Cause what does that mean? When people are depressed, they do that. It happens. I've never seen that before. I didn't. I didn't understand that. It, it's seen it happen. I was like, oh, okay, this is real. And then it just goes into like pornography. Yeah. The pornography stuff in this is where I really start to disagree. Mm-hmm. Hey, fun fact. Um, I think you'll get a kick out of this, and this shows a lot of um, Dave Malloy's sense of humor. <laughs> they they read a link, which is HTTPS colon double slash YouTube dot com slash capital QW. All that. It, it just takes you to never got to give you up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's obvious. I could have guessed that. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> but this is... I would have uh, sent it... You should have sent it to... Uh, they should have sent it to, like... Lasagna Cat. Really early. Not Lasagna Cat. I'm thinking more like like Goatsy or something like that. Like one of those really early ones. <laughs> Cake farts. Oh, meat spin. Ah... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's hey, like... Anyone oh. want to buy some pens over at penisland.com? <laughs> Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> but it's talking about obsession. I'm obsessed with my emails. I'm obsessed with my status, my updates, my game, my numbers, my markets, my profile. And this is the act one closer, so to say. Yes. And they're all except for, uh, like basically obsessed with their own specific thing, be it video games or status, how they're re- represented. Ugh. I'm obsessed with my monster, I'm obsessed with myself, and I think that that is the message they're trying to convey. Well, that's more um, like, we're all, hey, we're gonna dive we're into that. sucked into our own image. Well, we're gonna dive yeah. a bit more into this into Act 2, so stick around, kids. You know what I mean? Like, what is our monsters and what is all that? Because they're essentially asking questions that will get answered in Act 2. Yes. Um... Well, what's your overall thoughts on Act 1, then? Overall thoughts on Act 1, it's pointing out issues without a lot of the nuance I would expect from Dave Malloy. But I yeah. don't disagree with all of it. Like, I get... I appreciate the idea of what he's trying to do with a lot of these songs, um, but a lot of it is just like... It feels like old man waves at clouds sometimes. Yeah, it, there's a lot of messages in this um, where it's like... Okay, boomer, kind of thing, right? And I, I we're on the younger side, so we kind of always lived in this world. So this is our normal, and we don't feel any anti-social ap- antipathy because of it. I understand that there is a lot of people that like to say, like to blame social media and technology for the fact that they are apathetic. But I hate to break it to everyone, but people have been apathetic forever. Um, and we're just finding new ways to become apathetic. And it feels like technology is just an easy answer to blame all our woes on. Just like when Donald Trump says video games are the reasons why we have the mass shootings. Yeah, it's just it's just a quick, easy thing. Like, what's new that is causing all these issues? And we didn't use technology is the before, quick answer. And technology is the answer. Yeah, except for we did used to have these problems before. It just it wasn't with technology it was with something else no 
<laughs> if you want to know the main thing about technology that is bothering people, it's that people are too informed and that scares other people. Being informed, being the, the removal of ignorance is scary. And I get that. But also it's important if we're going to keep growing. That's why I think in Act 1, the only song that really hits home is Refresh, because that is an actual new problem that exists only because social media exists. Yes. That isn't something where, oh, my partner is apathetic to me, or, oh, I found this thing and I won't stop doing it. <laughs> this is you the know? mass shaming, and I and it feels the most honest, because we know Dave Malloy has gone through this himself, too. Yeah, whereas Candy, I mean, if you wrote this this musical 20 years ago or probably more than that, more like 40 years ago, uh, it would have just been about a different thing. Like, it would have been about gambling or... Or TV. Just something else that people do. Just TV, TV. like... Uh, yeah. Where, and, and then Glow, I mean, there's always been stuff. I mean, the only thing with that is the blue light aspect of it. Obviously, that is something, but I think the majority of the song is not about that. The majority of the song is about a couple falling apart because yes. one person is apathetic. Um, and that has always happened and always will happen. <laughs> And will continue to happen. Probably that's the way me and Andrew are going to end up breaking up. Exactly. We're going to be laying in bed and I'm going to be on my side looking at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, do you want to go into a mid-show announcement? Uh, yeah, sure. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but we've got a shill at you! And today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations of our donors over at Patreon. Our current patrons are Stephanie L., Terry Needleman, Max Lunig, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, Melissa Goldman, Jess Lightning, Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Tess Gear, Kella McLeod, Fire September, Sam Bergman, Mina Maniri, Monica Theroux, Brent Black, Haley Murray, and Allison Wonderland, who all give us a little financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks such as patron-only commentaries, our episodes a day early, and so much more, come join us over at Patreon. Are you ready to get back to the show, Andrew? I'm ready. I'm ready. Dripping fat and sick, bulging ass cheek. And you never know for sure how it teases its lore. Will the monster finally charge and gouge and gorge? Will the monster finally go too far? Better check, 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 continue on with him the monster there's a couple things i want to talk about this sure sure if you have something to say about it go for it um it, only because i've actually read this book <laughs> um since the development of all these technologies um our brains have changed since we've had the access to all this information all this material all the stimulation 
our brain has changed. And Nicholas Carr's The Shallows discusses it very much in detail, which is a book I had to read for one of my thousands of college classes I took. Okay. And it asks questions like, is Google making us stupid? Yeah. And there have been plenty of rebuttals to it that says technology isn't dumbing us down. Um, but there is scientific statements that our brains have changed. Okay. Yeah. And another defense that it makes is uh, that we're getting malnutrition because we're all focused on our technology. If that makes sense. Fair. I suppose the I don't statement quite in the song that, but... is for years, you study the monster practicing your irony and outrage on a scraping violin. 10,000 hours of shrieking malnutrition. Your practice makes you a master of the monster. So instead of like practicing the violin or mastering like any type of other skill, we're on our phones, wasting those hours that we could have been spending on a, a skill, more or less, is the argument of that statement. I suppose you could argue that, but uh, I mean, haven't hasn't our workforce becoming been becoming more and more skilled? Yes, um, so that I, is. I the... feel as though I feel as though that isn't accurate. And let's not pretend that we didn't waste hours upon hours at a time watching TV and other shit, reading books. Yes, but we have the basically belief that books is more intelligent and not a form of entertainment, which is what books are. Um, just because we also read books to get education does not mean it is not entertainment in a form. I'm sorry. When you read Harry Potter, you're not learning anything. <laughs> <laughs> you're learning. You're practicing the skill of how to read. So let's say I'm on the internet reading some Wired article. How is that any different than me reading a scholarly article? Like in an uh, well, actual book. Well, a scholarly book. article in an actual book might be more research than a Wired art article. Uh, that's just you can like, read actual articles in scholarly uh, publications online. Right. So you can do that if you want to. <laughs> it's just... Why? What makes a book seem so much more literary valuable than, say, reading material on your phone or anything else? It's all the same because simplistic it's materials. It's an older technology. That's why. It's, years it's, from, it years from now, elitism. books won't exist. It is elitism. In years from now, books won't exist um, because everything will be published online because we don't want to waste paper. <laughs> and I agree with that. Why the fuck do we still want to print on paper? <laughs> <laughs> because we um, look fancy when we have a bunch of books on a shelf i get it but also think about this fucking environment sure paper is biodegradable but there's a thousand better uses of it than a book <laughs> i love that we're arguing about this when he didn't even mention it in the songs at all so this is irre irrelevant <laughs> <laughs> that's something i just deeply believe honestly no i feel I, I guilty if i ever read an actual book now that's the sad part yeah this this song, the monster song, is when he really puts all his cards on the table and he says he comes out that he thinks technology is straight bad for us. <sighs> and I think this act two is where I start to disagree with this met uh, the messaging a lot more than in act one. Yeah. And he basically just flat out says we are in trouble. Like we are uh, a damn civilization. <laughs> <laughs> and that bothers me like. Being more educated, more able to access information. And I am I have learned more skills now than I ever could have 
at, without this technology. If I want to learn how to play the, the guitar, which I self-taught myself, I use YouTube tutorials. No, that's, that's just mindless, my man. You're on your phone. You can't learn anything from that. It's mindless. Mama was a gambler. Mama played the slots. Watching the reels go round and round. When will I get lucky? When will I get my shot? When will those three cherries line up? 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 The arousal of uncertainty. Irresistible pull of variable schedule reward Wading through the fuckboy thought seeker incel Catfish creepers and stumbling sophomore poetry magazine rejects I get so lonely after swiping And of course when I actually do have sex with someone it's usually like Wow you watch a lot of porn. All right, let's talk about Solo. You got it. What do you got to say about this one? I don't think I have a lot to say about this one. I've never really used these sort of uh, like Tinder-like apps, so I, I have no real... Yeah, so with this one, I can sort of understand that hookup culture is probably not the most fun thing to be involved in. But to be honest, I don't know if the dating world is the most fun thing to be involved in either. I mean, going to bars and asking out ladies... <laughs> It's not fun. <laughs> so. But the one thing I do find interesting. Yeah. And I don't entirely disagree with it. But what this has to say about porn, I find very interesting. And like yeah. sex and how porn ruins sex. I ha I'm of two mind of this. Now, you know me and I've gone on the record about my experience with being a demisexual. <laughs> For some reason, yes. Yes, yes, yes. This is something that's come up. But I have heard it from other people that pornography does give you unrealistic ex expectations for what to expect in your own sexual relationships. As does most entertainment. Right. But it is much more capable for, say, a 15-year-old to see fisting porn and all that other type of shit than they probably could have in, say, the 80s or even the 90s or the early aughts. Yeah, and I mean, if you can find someone that will you can do fisting with, Congratulations, that's true love, but... but I, I'm very curious to see how the sex lives of the people one generation below Generation X are going to be. Because are their first sexual experiences going to be them pissing on each other because they saw it on porn and that's more normalized for them? Not that it's any of Maybe. my fucking business, but... And as long as no one's getting hurt, hurt I don't care, but it also... I mean, my mattress, so I'm going to have to buy a new mattress. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's an, one of the few points where I don't quite feel like I'd have enough context in my real life to have an opinion, but it's something I never so, thought about either. I don't think anyone would believe me if I said I don't really watch very much porn, but yeah. <laughs> that means he's watching it right now. Um, hmm. <laughs> so if you were going to, if you were going to piss on someone, and this is for a friend, of course, if you were going <laughs> to piss on someone on your bed. Would you want to cover it in, like, a tarp or something? Like, how do you make it so the piss doesn't seep, in, seep into the mattress? Um, the right way to do it is doing it in a bathtub that's dry. 
Oh, right in a bathtub. That makes sense. But bathtubs are so tight. Like, they're, I don't know. It's a little close quarters. Well, depends. I mean, that's kind of the point. You kind of want to be close. Also, pee smells really bad. I feel like that would be like a, that'd be a real boner killer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of boner killers, let's talk about the next song. One thing that's been on my mind is intelligence And how people evolve and how I've evolved You know, when I was a kid, I was really punk rock Just burn it all down, man, capitalist pigs Homogenized sheep, sheep, man Oh, I needed that Oh, that's so well put Oh, how inspiring Exactly this, this Say it louder for the people in the back Fucking consensus-driven, monolithic fuckery Everyone blind to the conspiracies That dull our wits and numb and dumb us all Welcome to the Echo! Um, you want to talk about actually? Yes. All right. Isn't it fucked up that they reference a Serbian film in like the th- first lines? Not really. I mean, he seems pretty in touch with the uh, internet culture, especially in this song. Yeah. What do you think of this song? It seems like it's about like an internet troll. It's like about QAnon and like alt right and all that. It feels like. But not really, though, because he doesn't sing about anything alt-right related. He's going against the, uh, you know, clap in between every word you say crowd. Um, Mm -hmm. But he's also not for anything alt-right. At least not as far as I can tell. I mean, he makes a specific reference, like... Um, when it says humans are very bad at understanding randomness, we believe X has to balance out Y, and if this doesn't, then it's not random enough. And he said much of that text was originally taken from a Hearthstone forum. The OP was convinced that his poor performance in the game was the result of Blizzard nefariously interfering with random card draws in the game, rigging the game so everyone loses, and it's just stupid. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, but that's not what it means... I don't know. <laughs> in the song, he's and talking he, about confirmation bias, and he's talking about normies. So he's like a four chan, yeah. Type. He says he says Keck. He says Kappa, which is a Twitch mean. Yep. Um, he's talking about um how everyone is numb. It's like at some points he's like an exaggerated version of the person who is against phones, but at other points he is the person who is addicted to phones and. I, I don't really know what he's trying to say with this song. And at some points, he is, like, totally against the, like, communist radical types. But then at the same time, at the end of the song, he's, like, referencing stuff that they say. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have much to say. I don't understand the message like you do. It feels like just about, like, video game hate crowds or, like, Twitch streamers to begin with. Well, he references Twitch memes, yes. Um, I It's definitely about, like, an internet troll, ironic detachment type thing, which I can I can see, but at the same time, uh, it's not clear. Because most of these ironically detached people 
don't give a shit about people being addicted to their phones. Um, like, because they're addicted to their phones and they're addicted to the internet. That's why they're so ironically detached from everything. Uh, so why would they give a shit about whether or not the internet is making us stupider like this guy does? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you want to move on to Little God? <laughs> and I gotta say, Little God was great. She did whatever we asked. What else did you ask her to do? First, we asked for a bunch of basically telekinetic and transformational stuff. All the big Bible cliches, walking on water, water into wine, splitting the Red Sea. You did that? Oh, yeah, we went to the beach. Plus, Little God is really into historical accuracy, so we actually did it in Egypt circa 1400 BCE. You, you time traveled? Yeah, wormhole, no big. And then the water, too, no big, because we're postulating future technologies, space-time distortions, gravity flux, and then any of that stuff quickly becomes just not that impressive. I mean, sure, impressive, but not miraculous. It sounds like maybe this is just some very evolutionarily advanced intelligence, right? Where's the God stuff come from? Well, first she claims to have created the universe. So we carbon date her, and her age is infinite in both directions, suggesting that she is immortal. But then that actually gets pretty dark because Jack One says, Well, can we kill her? So Little God is basically about this r- r- rationalist character so to say who meets god and is trying to science it until it no longer means anything and dismissing anything as like well this is could be this this could be that basically trying to scientifically analyze god until it becomes just a series of things and eventually references um 2001's clark's law um that basically says when science is so advanced and it's indistinguishable from magic which is basically how we would likely view God. Um, Dave Malloy says he never wanted to write a piece that was just about the internet. Rather, I wanted to use that as a launching pad for examining how technology and addiction interact and what that does to one's spiritual life. Marvin's addiction is to his own rationalism, which causes him spiritual suffering, whether he is putting his mind against intelligent designers on the internet or an actual godlike force. Yeah, I, okay. I guess this is where you have to talk about your personal stuff again and where I'm coming from. Uh, I would consider myself a rationalist of sorts. Um, and I feel, I, I feel very strongly that this is a gigantic straw man of that movement. Um, it's like an attempt at a takedown of it. Like saying, oh, you guys wouldn't believe in God if he punched you in the face. Uh, but like, that's not true for most. Or, or I would say all? Like, this scenario where God shows up and literally reveals to everyone that they are God, no one would be like, oh yeah, no, that's not real. Let's just science it away with bullshit. Like, that's not, that's the opposite of what would happen. <laughs> everyone would change their mind instantly, pretty much. They'd be, they'd probably want a little bit of evidence, and then that would be it. But what and if it could be explained away? To- I mean... In the days Explain of fake news that we live in, where anyone could be like, well, that's just projections, or that's just this, or that's just that. Well, the song is very specific. They turn everyone's phone into animals. Literally. How do you know that's just not molecular recalibration or whatever they say it was? 
what what does that even mean molecular recalibration i have no idea that can't happen you can't turn a phone into an animal but once again what if science has just become (laughs) so advanced that we no longer see it as scientific and view it only as magic what does that mean like, if we were to take a cell phone back to the caveman times, they would think we had a magic device. What if we are just the caveman times of some future entity? Or all-seeing entity? It may then not we be will God. study it. Well, so, that's... here's the thing. There is no being that shows up and does that. That doesn't happen in the real world. It never has happened in the real world. So, this whole scenario is just a fiction. And it's mixed in with this show that is talking about real stuff. So why? Why are we talking about this totally fictional scenario that cannot happen in the real world, literally breaks the laws of physics? Um, It doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. It will never happen. And if it does happen, then fucking everything will be flipped on its head instantly. Molecular Uh, printing is a real thing, by the way. Molecular printing is a real thing. Molecular, Molecular printing is not turning a phone into a cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't quite even. I don't know enough about science and all that, and I've never really. Why put is this much song mixed faith? into a show that is in actual talking about actual real issues that have actually happened? Why is this science fiction song mixed in? Because it's more about the spirituality and how technology and having an answer to everything has ruined our own spirituality. I don't quite agree with it, but I get what it's trying to say. Yeah, but it's not talking about that issue, though. It's not talking about how this person doesn't have spirituality, or it's not even saying that spirituality is necessarily a good thing. In fact, it never even really talks about that. In in fact, I would like to hear a song arguing why spirituality is a good thing. The song doesn't discuss that whatsoever. Because he becomes so obsessed with scientifically observing something that's just not of our mind. Okay, what's wrong with wanting to know the truth? When the truth is this so person doesn't want to know that this person doesn't care about the truth. Marvin goes into situations and says, I'm going to prove that this wasn't a miracle. Um, and I'm going, that's my hypothesis is that this was this bullshit. I can't test that it was this in any way whatsoever. Um, but I'm just going to believe it's that because I don't want to believe it's God. Um, that's not relatable to real life. That's not how science works. That's not how people talk about science. Um, so what is the message here? Why, why are we talking about this? She says there is joy inside me And I just have to trust where my heart goes She says there is light inside me But sometimes all I see are the shadows She says there's a star inside me Burning up my soul every day She says there is God inside me And God is everything Darkness and light All the same, all the same How I tremble when she types out my name Oh, you fool, you fool It's all within yourself How lucky for me, a girl across the sea who speaks to me in whispers.
whispering emoji and I found her and she found me in the lonely ugly chaos of the internet beautiful I like this song I like the song a lot okay it's dark well, what, as fuck, what do you though. think it's about um mostly it's continuing on with like the fool imagery of like the tarot cards and all that um it sounds like it's about self-harm like because it says i'm singing my ugly tunes tracing the lines hidden underneath my sleeves hashtag cuts of a forest of dead trees um the lines underneath my sleeves representing basically cutting yourself self-harm is also referencing According to his own notes, not this is not me knowing this, uh, referencing that there is a community that cuts on Instagram or something like that. Oh, that's so fucking not, obviously weird. Not a, obviously not a good thing, and that is fucked up, so yeah. And that had become a thing. Like, did you, like, have the, like, the group of people in your school when you were in high school that just cut themselves for no reason? Just because it if does did, release I, endorphins and all that? If I did, I did not know about it. Yeah. Um, did you? I did. Yeah, there's tons of them. Yikes. Yeah. Um, um, I think, well, this one, this might be the one song that's about posit- positive positivity. Because it, it like, does describe, connecting. it describes a relationship very much like you and me, where they made it across the sea and all that. Yes. So this might be the one song that is actually positive about the whole issues. Yeah, I love it because of that. Yeah. And finding, like, someone can find you beautiful, like, that can't even see you. See the beauty yeah. right, right Although, in front of you. There is no beauty between us two, I will say that. Um. Yeah, we're assholes. We're entertaining assholes, but we are assholes. And the entertaining part's arguable. Yeah, that was literally <laughs> just, like, just a response on Twitter we got, like, five minutes ago. You're assholes. Um, you're entertaining assholes, but you're assholes. Yeah, I mean, I never claimed to be a good person. Beyond, 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 there is a field. I will meet you beyond, 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 I will meet you there. I will meet you there. Let's talk about the field. What is this song about? Fuck. I was hoping you knew because I didn't understand it. It's pretty. It's definitely pretty. Yeah, I'm not really sure it means much. 
I mean, it's kind of like the Great Comet song where it's like pretty and it kind of encapsulates a theme more than it does like an actual resolution. Yeah. I feel like beautiful is the actual conclusion. Yeah, and this is just, hey, let's end him on a pretty note. He tries to actually bring in a little bit of nuance to it. Like, hey, there is this one good thing that it, that can happen, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess let's, let's talk about overall thoughts, because I feel like we talked a little bit too much negative-wise, because there is a lot of positive here, too. The music in this is phenomenal, and I would recommend listening to it, absolutely. Um... I would say some will agree a lot more with a lot of what this has to say than I did. Um, though, of course, I told you where my perspective is. Um, so, yeah, I think the I think the intent of this is very good. And I really appreciate that it's coming out there with actual opinions on modern issues that are a little bit different than what you may expect. Um so I really appreciate it for that, and I really appreciate it for the music more so. Uh, as far as a cheese rating, well, it's not really that cheesy. So I'm going to give it Parmesan and call it a day. Jess, what, what are your thoughts on this? I love this musical in a lot of ways. I don't agree with a lot of the message it's trying to say. I really admire Dave Malloy's intentions with this musical, even though if the messages are something I don't personally believe. But the music is absolutely phenomenal. Like, there is not a single fault in the music. It's acapella, and you somehow forget that it's acapella. It's not showy in the way that, like, a Pitch Perfect or the Pentatonics are. It's super effective and it's a great listen i would love to see this live like in any community theater this would be fantastic so i am giving it a piece of cheese sliced into eight pieces yeah um and again just because we don't necessarily agree with the messages of some of these songs does not mean we think that they aren't good <laughs> I actually think this is one of the better musicals we've listened to recently, as far as music-wise. <laughs> yeah, um, and we are not a review show. We are just discussing these things. That This was not us reviewing it and saying, oh, well, we disagree with this, so zero stars. Uh, that's why we give a cheese rating. We don't give a star rating. <laughs> yeah, so this don't take this as us saying, don't watch this, or we don't think it's good. This is us saying we don't agree with certain things and this is our thoughts and you can feel free to have your own thoughts. So I would go give this a listen because it is thought provoking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so absolutely give this a listen and I guarantee you will probably come out of it differently, feeling differently than we did. So. So nevertheless, thank you guys for listening. We also have our second podcast, Disney Plus Cheese. Our title card is created by the amazing Jolene Casco. We're on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all that nonsense, at Musicals with Cheese. Our email, if you want to shoot us some hate mail, is musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. If you could, please, pretty, 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 please leave us some more reviews. We, we, we'd like some more positivity in our lives, and we think reviews are the best way to validate our existence. But, hey, that's all we have this week. We'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.